You're listening to the Mildly Controversial Podcast. My name's Mike and this is Baz. Say hello, Baz. Hello, Baz. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share. If you enjoy this, share it with your friends. If you don't like it, share it with people you hate. Coming up on this week's show, some mushrooms are really good and the summer mushrooms will kill you. Yes, exactly. So who, who in like, I don't know if it's caveman times or whatever, has gone round and gone like, oh, what's that on the floor? Try that. Oh, don't try that because... Dave tried one of them yesterday and it killed him. Yes. Like, yeah, but it yeah, but this might be different to that one he had. <laughs> the reason you can get a pie at the football is because you're standing watching the match. You can hold it in one hand, you can tuck in, and you can eat the thing with one hand because it's fully encased in pastry. Yeah. Try doing that with one of those in a fucking dish <laughs> with the pastry with the puff pastry lid on the top. You can't do it. Because it's not a pie! I haven't had time to go through all these uh, Waitrose uh, reviews of Voss Water, but I wonder if, if at some point I'm going to get to one that says it's excellent for collecting your own piss because it's got a w- much wider neck than a bottle of Evian. Um, and if I don't find a review like that, I might write one. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Mildly Controversial Podcast. This week's episode is all about food and drink. For some reason, food and drink tends to be the most controversial topics that we talk about. Um, they're always the ones that people argue about. They're always people. Uh, they're always the ones that people have got very differing views on. So we're going to go straight into it. Um, my first one, Baz, on. is if you buy branded spring water. You're insane. <laughs> it's true. Okay. <laughs> Not just branded. So yeah, if you buy anything other than the cheapest bottled water you can find in a store, you're insane. <laughs> because I challenge you to tell the difference if I place two or three or four glasses of any bottled water in front of you. There's no way anybody can tell the difference. And when I say nobody, again, this is one of those things that if you're a water buyer for a supermarket or something like that, you might be able to tell the difference. But the vast majority of people have no idea what the difference is. My mother-in-law only buys Evian water and she says she can tell the difference. So I called her bluff once when she asked me, um, this was only about a couple of months ago, she asked me to, um, to uh, to get her a glass of water. So I did. And I got it from the tap. And she said nothing. <laughs> yeah. So I'm aware that this is going out in a lot of countries where your tap water is shit, right? Yeah. But in the UK and Ireland, the tap water, particularly, look, I'm not wanting to get all north-south about it, Baz, but the, the water in the north is better out the tap because it's soft water, not hard water. Yeah. But we're not getting technical on the limescale content of the water here now, Baz. Wherever you live... In, if you're in the UK and Ireland, the water out of your tap is just as good as what you can buy in a supermarket. And I've got a few things that I want to go through, Bass, because look, I've, as with most of these things, Bass, I've taken it a little bit too seriously. So I've done some research. <laughs> <laughs> I've done some research on prices, right? Here's an example, Bass. Waitrose. Yeah. Um, for those who aren't in the UK and Ireland who are listening or watching, um, Waitrose is... It's right up there with being the poshest supermarkets in the country, in it, Baz. It is the it is the it is the posh one? It is the posh one, in it. So, um, so we're talking Waitrose, right? You could buy four two-liter bottles of Waitrose Essential um, mineral water for one sixty-five. That's two point one pence 
per 100 mil. Getting cheaper. Okay. So it, it's, it's good value. It's essential. And you know, water is essential, Baz. Yeah. Buying it in a supermarket in a bottle isn't, but water is essential. So I'll let them off with that one. Yeah, stay hydrated, kids. <laughs> so they could, so that's, that's the price for that one. Um, but there you can also buy Voss. I'm sure you're aware of Voss water. I am indeed, yes. Right? So it comes, for those that aren't, it comes in a posh bottle with a screw top. And it visually, it's beautiful, right? And fair play to the marketing department of Voss for conning people into thinking you need but water to come out of a decent-looking bottle, right? So Voss, an 800ml bottle, will cost you 245 so that is 30.6 pence per 100 mil. Yeah, that's a lot. So the one before was 2.1 pence. This is 30.6, right, for Voss water. I, like I say, I think anybody who's buying any bottled water is insane, right? But anyone who's buying Voss needs their bumps felt, which is, you know, Look, I'm not even going to explain what that means to people who aren't <laughs> yeah, from the, the north of England, but <laughs> I think you get the point. Um, so what I do, I was having a look uh, when I was having a look at the uh, Waitrose website, Baz, for these for these prices. I um, do you know what? I'll put a picture of what a bottle of Voss looks like for people. Yeah. There you go. That's the pretty bottle it comes in. It was the, same as both trying to explain it. <laughs> yeah, the unnecessarily pretty bottle it comes in. I say it's pretty. It's a pretty basic bottle, but it's it's for people who who for some reason want to think uh, they're cool for drinking a certain brand of yeah. water. Anyway, while I was going through and having a look at the prices uh, in Waitrose Baz, um, I couldn't help but be drawn to the reviews. Oh, really? <laughs> the reviews of water. Oh, so here we go. This. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, one person, and the most helpful review, apparently, is... Somebody who said, I have bought several bottles because they pack efficiently into small kitchen cupboards as storage jars. Oh, Easy to hold and take packs of store cupboard dried foods. That person, so you're shaking your head, Baz. That person is an absolute genius <laughs> because what they've done, they've taken something that is £2.45, a complete ripoff, and turned it into something that's £2.45 an absolute bargain. Do you know what I mean? That is genius. <laughs> well, unless you go to the pound store, of course. They've done so well <laughs> with that. Anyway, I just thought that, and needless to say, when it goes down this, the, the uh, it says uh, it says where they're from. They're from Otley, which is a posh part of Leeds. There you go. Um, and they've, uh, they're age 65 and over, not surprising, um, <laughs> and female. So there you go. Um, so, yeah, other than that, um, we have another couple of reviews. One person's put uh, one star out of five. Nothing great. All you're really paying for is the glass. The taste of the water is not great. I prefer the essentials water. I prefer the... You don't prefer... You prefer the price of the essentials water. You don't prefer the taste of the water because you can't tell the difference. <laughs> but my favourite review, Baz, of this is um, one that gave it two out of five. Um, someone from Surrey, there you go. a man from Surrey, an over sixty-five man from Surrey, who said it, it, his the title of his review for this water buzz was the word "tasteless." <laughs> wow! 
if you look up water in the dictionary, I'm pretty fucking sure the word tasteless will be in there somewhere. 100%. It's water. It's supposed to be tasteless. It's not supposed to have a taste. And that's why I'm saying you shouldn't pay all this money for different brands of water because water's water. And, you know, you will get some people... There's a product in Tesco, Baz, that is called... Um, active alkaline ionized water. Brilliant. Right? Yeah, a lot of words for fuck all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's uh, it's 255 or something per litre. Oh, sorry, 225 a litre. Yeah. It is. So that's 22p uh, for per 100 mil. So it's it's 10 times more expensive than Waitrose Essential Water. Right? Yeah. And it's got, it says it's alkaline ionized water. I have a problem with people like that buy this kind of shit, right? The people who buy this kind of shit are obviously quite wealthy. Yeah. Right? So they're, they're, they're paying for that. And, and what they're doing is they're going, do you know what? Um, I can afford it, so I will pay for the more pure one to keep my body pure and, you know, and to ionize the water and keep the pH levels. In, in. Friday night, you're drinking gin. So what's the fucking point? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, Friday night, you drink your gin, which is full of, which is 45% alcohol, and alcohol is essentially a poison. So, don't, don't, don't the, the difference you're making to the makeup of your body and your physical health by drinking alkaline ionized water versus tap water or the cheapest mineral water you can find, the difference in the health of your body is minuscule so stop it and stop being a knob (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to think of something more uh more highbrow uh yeah yeah stop being a knob's a really good observation i think (laughs) (laughs) i've got three things to, to to note on this uh i've got a friend who used to be a salesman for water um He's since moved on to coffee now. So obviously you know, did he sell it in the desert? Yeah, well, sold it to supermarkets in this country. <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but it, it was an Evian, or it was a, it was, you know, it was a, it was a brand that you and I would know. Mm. And um, I remember saying to him, "It's fucking tap water in it," but obviously there are legislation around it. it has to be from an actual spring, so we do know it's different. To, yeah. In some ways, collected differently than it is in the tap. Oh, it is different. Yeah, yeah. 100%. You know, the chemical makeup of it and the, you know, the purity and yeah. all, like, it is different. Yeah. But that those, none of those differences make any, any you know, tangible difference to yeah. anybody's life. So, uh, secondly, uh, the only time I ever buy water is if I'm out and about working and the water I've have, uh, that I've brought with me is gone. I've finished it. That's the only other time I'll buy water when I'm out. Mm. Uh, the third point is so there's some kind of science which revolves around that you should drink water and I mean and ostensibly eat food as well in from your local area because obviously that's all, all the food and stuff that you eat and all the, everything you drink is you know, you know it's, it's well what's the word I'm after it's kind of like climatised to where you live then right so there is a bit of science that said you, you should only drink water from where you are so consequently I always take water with me whenever I travel but you don't drink your own, do you, Baz? My own water. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> yeah, it's, it, 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 it's not one of those things that you say it's really healthy to drring your own. Well, it is. Keep cycling <laughs> it through. But I don't. 
Because, <laughs> yeah, the collection method's a bit messy anyway. <laughs> and do you have it warm or do you have it cold? That's the question. I don't know, but as as long as you uh, as long as you can, I think a Voss bottle might be good for that because it's got quite a wide neck. Yeah, yeah. So you wouldn't have to aim as well as if it doesn't have to be that uh, wide for me. Trust me. Maybe now, I haven't had time to go through all these uh, Waitrose uh, reviews of Voss water, but I wonder if if at some point I'm going to get to one that says it's excellent for collecting your own piss <laughs> because it's got a w- much wider neck than a bottle of Evian. Um, and if I don't find a review like that, I might write one. Hi everyone, Mike here. Just quickly interrupting the podcast to say how thankful we are for all the support in terms of liking, sharing, recommending, reviewing the podcast. It really helps us to drive this further. If you would like to take your support for the podcast to the next level, we have a couple of options. Firstly, you can head to buymeacoffee.com slash mildlypod and you can give us a one-off donation there. Or we are planning to do loads more face-to-face podcasts with me and Baz in the same room and our current equipment just isn't up to the job. So we've set up an Amazon wish list and if any superstar buys us something off that list, we will put your name on that piece of equipment and we will give you a credit at the end of every video that we do. The link to the wish list is at daddancer.co.uk forward slash podcast. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for supporting it. Now back to the podcast. So let's reiterate. If you buy branded, sp- if you buy branded bottled spring water, you're insane. Yes. <laughs> Official. Perfect. Right, Baz, what have you got? Right, so mine isn't necessarily about a type of food. It is basically about when you eat. I've never been one of these people that believes that there are certain foods that are breakfast foods, dinner foods, and, you know, like lunch foods. I think all food is whenever you want it. So, like, if you want curry for breakfast, have curry for breakfast. I, I very rarely have breakfast food at breakfast. I quite often have rice and something. Because that's what I want at that time of the morning. Your wife did say this on uh, a previous podcast, Baz, that you yes, have right yeah. most meals. I agree with you, Baz, on this. That um, especially when you said curry for breakfast, I'm all over that. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> um, and I've had it many times. Usually because um, usually cold, and because it, I've just found it in the fridge from the night before, and I can't be asked warming it up. <laughs> um, but yeah. That's, judge me as you will on that one, but no, no judgment here. Yeah, I know there's none from you. I was I was talking to people at home. <laughs> It'd be also interesting as well because, like, I think, like, yeah, because obviously you've got a lot of American uh, listeners. I wonder what the what the the curry equivalent of the American non breakfast breakfast is. I'd be interested to know. Hmm. In fact, anywhere around the world. Because my experience of breakfast in America is, um, <laughs> we've mentioned this before, Baz, but like shitloads of food, um, as with all meals in the States. But yeah, um, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like mixing of sweet and savory. And yeah, there's like pancakes and bacon and syrup and this, that and the other. And, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, but it, it, there's, there's, there's kind of a, uh, a wider thing that this 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 has got me onto, Baz, which is uh, about meals and having it like a set. You know, you were saying you you were saying you shouldn't have a set thing at a set meal and all. My son Shay is obsessed with calling his food something, right? putting a label on it. He'll come to me like we'll be here on a Saturday and his mum will be out, right? And he's old enough to get his own food before anyone says anything. You know, he's thirteen. He's thirteen. He's more than capable of making himself a sandwich if he's hungry, or you know, or putting a pizza on, or getting some cereal, or whatever, right? 
But he'll come, he'll come to me because he's been pissing about on FIFA. He'll come to me at four o'clock on a Saturday. He'll go, I haven't had lunch. I said, like, right. Well, go, go and get, go and make yourself some food then. He said, but, but will that be my tea? I was like, I don't give a shit what you call it, mate. <laughs> What's the like, time? If you're, hung- if you're hungry, go and eat, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't care what you call it. Like, call it a very late breakfast. Call it a very late lunch yep. or call it an early tea. Um, you can still have a meal later if you want, but if you're hungry, go and eat. He's like, oh, no, but it's, it's – but is that – I haven't had my lunch. I was like, <laughs> will I have missed my lunch? I was like – I don't care what you call it. Stop trying to brand it as something. <laughs> just go and eat until you're not hungry again. Piss off back upstairs and carry on with FIFA, right? And come yeah. down when you're hungry again. Yeah. It's just now, a real thing. We're going to turn all the lights off, shut all the curtains, you eat when you want to, and call it whatever you want. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you know, like, um, you know the de- like daylight savings time and stuff like that. We're just going to go, mealtime savings time. We'll just say, I'll tell you what, Shay, you go back upstairs. Turn your clock back two hours, then come back downstairs and have your lunch. <laughs> you know what I mean, I don't care what you call it, pal. But it's that thing, is it? Like we've all, we, I say we've all. Most of us have come in at some ungodly hour of the morning, drunk, and decided to try and cook a full meal. <laughs> oh, absolutely! <laughs> yeah, 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 the oven's on, the grill's on, the frying pan's on, and then when you get it all, you you fall asleep with half of it still on the plate anyway. So I mean, what what meal is that, Shay? <laughs> do you know what uh, the number of times uh, when I was a single man number of times I was woken up at about 2 in the morning by my smoke alarm oh, well. um, and, I, and I went to my oven and there's uh, a 12 inch pizza that was currently looked like a 7 inch single because it was the same <laughs> colour and the same size um, yeah that's uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're, they're not my finest moments, but uh, but yeah, you're right. We have all done it, Baz. Yeah. I once tried to make a baked potato when I came in at like three in the morning. And that's two hours. <laughs> <laughs> two hours to well, make a baked potato? If you it in an oven properly, it takes ages, isn't it? Two hours? What, are you going to fucking dig it up first? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Baz, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to... Um, the last one's going to kind of led me on to this one. Um, and it's crisp flavours... Or chip, if you're American and wrong. Um, <laughs> Potato it's, chip. it's a crisp. It's a crisp, all right? Just, just, just get over it. Every time you eat a bag of posh crisps, you've fallen for the marketing department's ploy. Because they've just taken regular crisps, made them sound better, and sold them in a bigger bag at a much more expensive price. Okay? That is fact. And I'll give you examples, because again, Baz, I've done some research on this. Um, in fact, we've got some in the house. Uh, they're from Tesco. Um, so they're not even branded. Uh, they're, they're Tesco finest. And as soon as I picked, I knew we were doing a food and drink special um, soon. And I picked these out of the cupboard to get one out. And when I read the flavour, I thought, I need to talk about this on that special. Oh, I'm excited right? now. Yeah. Sea salt and Chardonnay vinegar. It's fucking salt and vinegar. <laughs> Stop trying to dress it up. And look, I know you're charging me more, right? And I've accepted that because I bought them and I've brought them home. 
fucking Chardonnay vinegar. No one's even heard of Chardonnay vinegar. We've heard of white wine vinegar, but Chardonnay vinegar. This is Tesco. This isn't even a, a posh brand. Chardonnay this isn't even vinegar like... has just gone off wine, right? It's just it's just salt and vinegar. Yeah. That's all it is, mate. <laughs> and it's like sea salt and Chardonnay. Right. Is it sea salt? And while we're at it, what's the difference Where's between salt sea salt? salt? If it's not, well, unless well, it's... You rock, you've got rock salt and sea salt, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so... Your regular salt and vinegar ones are not Chardonnay vinegar, and it's rock salt, not sea salt, but it's still salt and vinegar. So stop trying to dress it up to be something it's not. So they are significantly more expensive, which is now I'll not go into the numbers like I did on the last one. Well, you're paying for the collection of the fucking uh, of the Chardonnay, aren't you? <laughs> but it's literally, I mean, it's not like it's got an alcohol content, in which case I'm willing to pay the extra. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If it's if the Chardonnay vinegar is makes these crisps 12% alcohol by volume, I'm in. <laughs> um, but it doesn't. But yeah, um, nobody's ever heard of it, and and it literally tastes the same. There's yeah. no, there's no way somebody, there's no way somebody again. There's no way people are going to go, like, taste that little bit of vinegar, yep, and, and taste that little bit of vinegar. Um, which one of those is white spirit vinegar, and which one of those is Chardonnay vinegar? Yeah, exactly. They ain't going to tell us the same, <laughs> and they ain't going to know the difference. They just taste exactly the same. Um, the the other thing on these uh, on these uh, crisps bars is um, it says hand cooked. Yeah, it does. <laughs> hand cooked, and I was like, "Hmm, that." I mean, they say hand cooked like they're dipping them in one by one. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Well, they are sure they're not. That, that, that suggests what it is, or at least <laughs> someone's got a little one of those, like you know, the little. So, someone's got someone's got some tweezers and dipped them into the fat. Oh, no, I was, you know, I was thinking even at the most they, could, they put they've got a handful and put them in one of those baskets, and then there's yeah, one man doing exactly. one bag. That's what it makes you say. But Tesco aren't going to do it like that because right. Tesco have got like 500 stores. So um, I thought, uh, again, like I say, I've, uh, I've taken this a little bit too seriously and done some research but to find out what hand-cooked really means. I like this. So what uh, I went to the Burt's Chips website. Okay, so Burt's Chips, for people who um, haven't heard of Burt, Burt's or um, aren't in this country, um, you notice how they call them chips, by the way. I've only just noticed that. And for that reason, I'm boycotting them and never buying them again. They're called crisps, dickhead. Right. So they've actually got in their FAQ section on their website a thing that says, what does hand-cooked actually mean? Because that's how I found it. They said, we're very particular when it comes to making our crisps, and we like to ensure that the crisps we produce... See, they're calling them crisps in the, in the sentence. Marketing. But they've called them Burt's Potato Chips. So Burt's, fucking cut it out, all yeah, right? sort yourselves out. You, you know the crisps because you've called them crisps. In the anyway, I think we're digressing a little bit. Um, we like to ensure that the crisps we produce are of the utmost quality. That's good news. To that end, we ensure that the person who fries the potato chips is the same person who inspects the potatoes before they're washed and cut. Okay. <laughs> wow. The master fryer will adjust the size of each batch depending on the type of potato used. Is it that's done by a computer? He just turns the knob of the computer. And is he Bert? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think every. Uh, I don't think every batch is made by Bert. Oh, damn it! But yeah, that just means there's a man there who types into a computer. Yeah. Like yeah. So um, anyway, once the potatoes are in the oil, the master fryer. Constantly adjusts the amount of oil and its temperature to ensure the crisp. Uh, sorry, the chips. They've changed the chips now. <laughs> I 
halfway through this paragraph, they've changed from chips to crisps to chips. <laughs> so um, temperature to ensure the chips cook evenly. Stirring them by hand when required. Yes. Now, Baz, that sounds fucking dangerous to me. <laughs> Stirring crisps in boiling fat by hand? <laughs> Surely not. I, I, I need to write to them. That's clearly dangerous. Yeah. Um, or, or you've just taken literally one of the two things. <laughs> well, I was trying to find out what hand cooked meant, right? Yeah. And Bert in their Bert's chips in their explanation says that it basically means that the master fryer stirs them by hand when requested. Oh, sorry, when required. Yep. So if he's stirring them by hand, or she? Yes, they. If I'm going to cut that out, I'll be able to. <laughs> Leave that in. <laughs> no. So, so basically, they're suggesting that there is somebody there stirring them by hand. Now, I presume they've got one of those big things that looks like a metal tennis racket, and they're just stirring them round with big it. Fucking ladle, that'll do it. But it says stirring them by hand. So, in their explanation of what hand cook means, they're implying that somebody is dipping their hand into hot fat. Yeah. To spin these crisps around to make sure they're evenly cooked. Now, admittedly, I don't know if they are or not, but if they are, that is one hell of a sacrifice to make sure that these crisps are evenly cooked. Yeah. Well, we all know that we've stirred things by hand, which means you hold a spoon, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. A anyway, all it means is that the massive amount of these Tesco that these Tesco crisps that are made, yep. going back to Tesco's hand-cooked crisps, all this means is that somebody has to dip something in to spin them round instead of a mechanical arm going round like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would suggest that a machine would be better at doing that than a human. Well, it is. So I would suggest that hand-cooked... Instead of being this thing that's like, this is why you're paying more because they're hand cooked people. Yeah, I would suggest that I would suggest that hand cooked makes them inferior because I'd much rather have computers measuring the temperature, the amount of product, all the stuff that Bert's chips have just said. Yep. I'd rather a computer did all of that. Yeah, and that machine's not sweating in it while while they're staring at me, either, are they? I haven't checked if um, I haven't checked the ingredients of Burt's chip, but I'm not sure if Master Fryer Sweat is on that ingredient list. Oh, mate, I there'll be hair and all sorts, skin, the whole the whole thing in there, <laughs> bits of his clothing, his gloves, his fingernails, everything. I'm suggesting hand cooked anything can fuck off. <laughs> I absolutely agree with you, Baz. And um, one final thing on this posh crisps thing is um, going through these Tesco finest ones. And like I say, I haven't picked a really poncy uh, crisp manufacturer to, to have <laughs> yeah. a go at, right? This is Tesco. It's just a supermarket. You know, these are own brand things, and they're not even that expensive. Um, so, yeah, uh, another flavor available to uh, in this same range is Tesco, Fry Tesco finest prawn Mary rose. Wow. <laughs> so not prawn cocktail. Yep. <laughs> Definitely not prawn cocktail. This is prawn Mary Rose. And for those that don't know, because I'm not sure if like, in different countries that kind of translates, but 
Mary Rose is the sauce that prawn cocktail's made of. So it is literally exactly the same thing. <laughs> um, and yeah, just one final thing on this. The, uh, the prawn Mary Rose flavoured crisps are vegan. So um, yeah. it's neither got prawn Marys or roses in it. <laughs> I think I got a bit confused there, but so let's move on to your next one. Right, my one's, this one's, mm, I don't know, I'm not sure you'll go for it. But people generally like to shame American cheese as it's heavily processed and it's fake. That's what you usually call it. But I still think it's the best cheese to go on a burger. Don't care what anybody says. Oh, by American cheese, do you mean the like the real plastic cheese? Plastic thing? cheese, yeah. Right. Cheese that you have to peel the plastic of. Yes, mate. Oh, no, look, I'm 100%. Yeah, it's, it, but it gets a lot of stick, doesn't it? It gets so much stick. Oh, it's horrible cheese. I'm not saying I'd put it on a pizza. Oh, at a push, I'd put it in a sandwich if that's the only cheese I had in the house. But I wouldn't put it on anything else. You know, I wouldn't put it on stuff which requires cheese. On a burger, it's out. You know, it's in a class of its own. Baz, I'm agreeing with you, right? And I'm agreeing with you that that cheese only has one place, yeah. right? So, like you say, you put it in a you put it in a sandwich if you've got no other cheese. But that's not what it's there for. Nope. That cheese has got one job, and it does that job incredibly well. Yeah. Because I've had burgers that have got, like, actual slices of cheddar or Emmental. Or, oh, no, just give me that dirty processed stuff. Yeah. That's what I want. That dirty processed stuff that I've had to unwrap and stick on, that is far better than anything. You can't wrap a hot sausage in a normal slice of cheddar either, but you can in a slice of that processed cheese. <laughs> Baz, there was an uh, there was a euphemism overloading that. I was I, I lost concentration halfway through that sentence. Then it's my life. <laughs> <laughs> it just I just heard hot sausage and cheese wraps. The wrap, wrapping the hot sausage and cheese. I just I I mind you know I I'd gone. <laughs> yeah, you're, 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 you've basically just stumbled over half of that sentence, so I'm pretty sure that that's done it for you. But yeah, <laughs> just like, big shout out for the humble plastic cheese. There you go. Look, I'm a fan of it. It's really odd, isn't it? It's like I've been to some like some really posh barbecues, and it's the same cheese. They they literally buy it in those cellophane packets. It's nice in packs of ten, and everyone has the bit where you have to peel the cheese and help them. Yeah, you don't peel other cheese, do you? Because what happens, Baz, is the consistency of it when it marries with the the hot beef and the fat from the beef, and it just it's just so much better. Yeah. And and I literally had a burger made by wife by the wife today that I grated cheddar on it, and um, I'll whisper it: it wasn't as good as if it yeah. had one of those dirty little like packet cheeses on it. So I mean, yeah. I ain't gonna tell her that, but it's, it's the alternative period. But yeah, I mean, the number of times I've, uh, uh, one of the best bits about having a barbecue, Baz, is I'll get those, like, you know, 10 slices of that cheese in um, to put on burgers. One of the best things of having a barbecue is there's about six left, and you can just eat them as snacks. <laughs> I'll do that. Open the fridge. Oh, what will I eat now? Yep, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to unwrap that thing that is beautiful and tastes beautiful, but um, is unidentifiable. It's, it's largely unidentifiable as a foodstuff, and I'm going to eat it. <laughs> I'm going to give a shout out for as well that the, the design of the wrapping is so good. You could do the same thing every time. You you could literally put your finger on the top, pull it over, the whole thing falls down, and you just pull it out the Very other clever. end. And they're exactly the same thing every single time. They all go in the bin. Job done. Yeah, we're not saving the planet, but 
Hey, we're not pre- we're not pretending to be uh, environmental with this um, overly processed, um, overly packaged uh, product, but it's really nice on a burger. Hundred um, percent. And in my case, a meat burger. Yeah, so, they work on a fake burger as well. I'll uh, you know, all over that, Baz. So uh, yeah, hundred uh, percent agree with you on that one. Um, okay, I'm, I'm aware that this one's probably not going to translate to. Um, half of our audience in the States. Just go with us on this one, all right? Because um, I'm talking about pies. And I'm aware that in the States, a pie uh, is often a um, a sweet thing. Um, like, I mean, we have like lemon meringue pies is probably the best example of, yeah. of that kind of thing over here. I'm not talking about that kind of pie. I'm talking about the pie that's usually got a savory filling. Um, but my statement here, Baz, and I stand by it, is that if it hasn't got sides in the bottom, it's not a pie. Shepherd's pie, I'll accept. Yeah. Fish pie, I'll accept. And obviously, um, cottage pie along with shepherd's yeah. pie. Um, I get that. I accept that. And they're well known to be some food with some potato on the yeah. top of it, right? I wouldn't call it a pie, but it's traditional, right? We're moving them to one side, okay? Because they're not pretending to be a pie. Yeah, I know they're called pies, but they've got a, a they've got a potato lid, right? So they're not pretending to be a real pie. Yeah. The issue I've got is when you go into a pub and you order like a steak pie, and it comes in a dish, and it's just got a, like a puff pastry lid on top of the dish. Yeah, on top of a blue uh, on a white uh, baking tray with blue edge on it. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's not a pie. What you've got there is you've got a stew with a lid. Yeah. That, that, that's not a pie. A pie, and obviously as a northerner, we love our pies. And it's and I don't, it, Sorry, I'm only saying that because I'm from Lancashire and we're going to massive into the pies, yeah? yeah. But even, even southerners, you know, with the pie and mash and all that kind of stuff, that's a proper pie. It's fully encased in pastry, yeah, and it's a beautiful thing. When you go to football... Um, when you got the football, get a pie in the football. It's a, it's a, it's a massive kind of tradition that's dated back, God knows how long. And the reason you can get a pie at the football is because you're standing watching the match. You can hold it in one hand, you can tuck in, and you can eat the thing with one hand because it's fully encased in pastry. Yeah. Try doing that with one of those in a fucking dish <laughs> with the paste with the puff pastry lid on the top. You can't do it. Because it's not a pie. If you turn it over, then hopefully the lid will stay firm enough for you to just sort of push the rest of it into your face while it's all spilling <laughs> off the edge. Not happening, Buzz. <laughs> what you've just described there, Buzz, is is fraught with danger and possible third degree burns. What I'm talking about is the beauty of a pie is that it's fully encased. So if you've got it on a plate and you don't want it to interfere with the other food, you can do that. If yeah. you want to eat it with one hand at the football, you can do that. The other thing is a stew, right? You might have put some puff pastry on the top of it. It's a stew or a casserole or something like that. It's not a pie. So here's a quick question for you then. So how do you yeah. feel about the pies that have sort of suet sides the yeah the the, the soft that's a pudding that's, that's, that's different yeah yeah still a pie right that's though. a pudding oh that's no, 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 no. yeah i was gonna get onto that yeah yeah that, that, that's a pudding 
right? Um, and again, we've our American listeners have gone home now. That's it. They're, 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 they've gone now. They're, we've lost them. Oh, mate, I was going to mention Frey Bentos. We we're going to lose everybody then. <laughs> <laughs> we started talking about pies. They thought we were going to talk like Bonoffi, Key Lime, that kind of thing. Oh, but yeah. uh, no, we've lost them. Anyway, hopefully some of them are still listening for a bit of education as to yeah. what an actual pie is. Um, but yeah, what you're talking about is, is the kind of dome-shaped thing of suet, which is like a pudding. Yeah. Um, so a steak and kidney pudding, which interestingly in Wigan and that kind of area and St. Helens, that's that sort of area of the Northwest is referred to as a baby's yed. <laughs> baby's yed. This is a baby's head. Nice. So it's called a baby's head because like, it looks a little bit like a baby's head. And so, yeah, you're basically eating the inside of a baby's head. <laughs> nice. Um, but, yeah, no, no, I don't have a problem with them. I've not had one for years, but uh, I have a proper, like, I'm, I'm unlikely to try, I'm unlikely to be able to find one in Ireland anytime soon, but I've got a craving for one now. I don't have a problem with that. I've just got a, I've just got a big issue with people calling it a pie when it's not. And, and that's the thing. And my brother, um, my brother is big into this as well. So, basically, if we go to a pub and it says steak and kidney pie or steak and ale pie or chicken and mushroom pie, I wouldn't even touch that, but you know what I mean. I'm yeah, yeah, giving yeah. examples. I know how much you love mushrooms. Don't worry, Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chicken and devil's genitals pie. <laughs> um, it's If you're in a pub and it says that, I've been in a pub when my brother has gone has, has gone to order and he said, um, is it a proper pie? Does it have, like, let it say, oh, it comes in a dish with it. No, it's not a pie, I'm not having it. And literally, that's that. that I've, I've heard him have that conversation and I fully support him <laughs> in that. Um, because to call something a pie that isn't a pie is just very confusing and very misleading. So uh, you need to know if what you are ordering is exactly what you want. And, yeah, and, and that – pub pastry is shit anyway, right, in, in, in that situation. Yeah. It just it, – it, it's just – it's so much better. A short crust pie that's fully encased, a pie, you go in it, oh, it's so good, yeah. so good. Um, whereas your fake pie – which is a stew or a casserole with a puss pastry lid. As soon as you put a knife into it, shatters to a million pieces. Yeah. And what's the point? What's the point in even having it on the top in the first place? Basically, it's just it's a recipe for disaster, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the I think the uh, the the pie the lid only pie is a chefy wanky thing, isn't it? I think it's just something where you can introduce. It must have something to do with the, like yeah the ability to cook some stuff. With a you know, completely encased in a pastry, and and then it's it's quite difficult to get it perfectly right so that the whole thing isn't a big soggy mess. And I think people have just circumnavigated them by going, "Fuck it, we'll just put a bit of puff pastry on the top. The stuff inside's cooked already. You you break into it, and like you say, it's just taking the lid off a stew in it. And it, it is. And, and do you know what? You can get people that are even lazier, so it doesn't even come in the dish with the puff pastry thing that kind of fits the top of the dish yeah you will get people that will sell you a steak and kidney pie or a something like that and it will literally be a stew with a square of puff yeah. pastry on almost top like of a biscuit it. it's not even in a dish yeah yeah 
Just <laughs> bastards. Stop it. The moment you mentioned that, I was just, I was trying to recall, because you and I are similar ages. Do you remember the Frey Bentos pie? Mm. Yeah. So that's what I mean about similar ages, because like, yes, it's absolutely. not necessarily yeah, of people eat too much these days. But yeah. did, that have a, did that have a base on it? Nope. Yeah, so that was, that that was, was the same. You'd peel the top of it, and that would just be a metal tin of pie filling with a little bit of uh, puff pastry on the yeah. top. Classic, though. Did very well in the shops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to clip that at some point and use that. Buzz. I, I don't know what for, but classic. Did very well in the shops. <laughs> what's your favourite pie? Not filling, but what's... Because I, I want to move on. There's a chip shop brand called Pucker, which I, is my favourite thing. Yes. You yep. can actually manhandle that thing with your hands as well as cut it with a knife and a fork. They're, they're uh, available at many football grounds. They're, yeah. they're very good, for, like I said, for that reason. It's a pie in it, a proper pie. Yeah. So, yeah, what are we saying then? Pies without pies without sides, fuck off. Yes. <laughs> if it's not got sides in the bottom, it's not a pie. Stop calling it a pie and deceiving everybody. 100% agree across the, across the podcast then. Right, Buzz, uh, what's, what's the final one you've got then? Right, I'm going to go for this. Uh, truffle, actual truffle. It's much revered. I'm I'm not a big fan of it. If anything, I think it probably, I think it smells and tastes like dirty feet. If I'm being honest, it's, <laughs> and and it's but it's one of those things. It's 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 very expensive because obviously it's it has to be found, doesn't it? It doesn't grow. I don't, as far as I know, it's not farmed. All the good stuff's not farmed. But it's it's always held up in such high esteem in restaurants, and they come along, and you you can get a shaved truffle on the top of your food, particularly with like you know pasta dishes and stuff like that. I think it's awful. Like I think it just tastes awful. You obviously go to posher places than I do when you get offered shaved truffle on your uh, on your pasta. Black pepper or parmesan's all we get. <laughs> it, it is it is expensive. It is difficult to find, and you know it's like per per kilo or whatever it's it's one of the most expensive things um i believe that the traditional that the traditional way they find it is from pigs in it yeah 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 they got they got like a particular scent for it yeah yeah so so pigs root them out um so your first statement was that you you don't like it it's not nice and it tastes of feet or something like that so so it, it it turns out what you're saying is that Something that can only be found on the floor of like forests and can only be found by pigs rooting their snout around at the base of trees turns out to taste like shit. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't surprise me that it doesn't taste nice because, like I say, it's literally like someone's found it on the floor and a pig's like rooted it out with its snout, so I can't imagine it. Like, yeah, you know, it doesn't surprise me that it tastes horrible. Yeah, but I think the problem with having it is it, it's it's very expensive. It's one of those things as well. It it's goes back to the uh, the the very expensive champagnes, the very expensive ingredients in the world that you get. I'm always like, surely, I know it's all personal taste, and you know, you know, something you like, and I might find completely offensive. But it's the one thing I always think. This thing's revered, and I think it's completely disgusting. And when I've been offered, I'm kind of like, "Oh, no, thanks very much." And people look at it as if the, as if you're kind of going, "Oh, you've got no taste," and have you? I'm like, "No, quite glad about that." For being honest, yeah, there are some things that um, are revered by 
posh people who will just pay expensive loads of money for something that is completely unnecessary. Um, such as uh, such as caviar, mm. same sort of thing. Because caviar is just like, at what point is who was the first person to eat caviar, Baz? Who was the first person to go? Do you know what? Um, let's not throw that shit away from like, when we're gutting a fish to eat the fish. Let's not throw that shit away. Let's eat it. It's a really good mm. point. It's a really good point. <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's the unborn children of the fish. Yep. Um, and it looks like they're shit. So they've taken a bit of a gamble that it wasn't fish shit. Um, and gone, ooh, mm, let's try that stuff. And then somebody's gone, oh, that's lovely. That's very, very nice. I've got to be honest, I don't think I've ever had it. Oh, really? Okay. No, I've had... Like, just, honestly, I'm not as much of a scumbag as I appear on this podcast. But, <laughs> but, 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 but no, when I tell you that I'm preempting this next sentence, right? <laughs> I've never had caviar... But I've had Codro and it's lovely. Pretty and that's much the same, same thing. <laughs> Codro comes in a tin out of Tesco. It's about two quid, so you can stick your bloody caviar. I'm not interested. This brings us back to the water because caviar is served in a tin from Tesco, about twenty-seven quid a tin. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about Codro for me. <laughs> We don't buy caviar. I think Liz has bought it occasionally for, to put on a certain dish at Christmas, but it's not something that, like we have in the house. And in fairness, it's just little balls. Balls. I'll try that again. It's just little balls of salt. That's literally all it tastes like to me. That is another thing that I'm going to clip and put out of context. Thanks for that one. <laughs> but it's one of those things. It's like, you know, you wouldn't have it in your house. Well, some people obviously would, but, you know, like you would just have it sat in, in, your, in your fridge. But yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Caviar is another sort of one of those ones where people, oh, it's the most amazing thing in the world. I, I don't mind caviar. Yeah, it's not like I don't like truffle, but yeah, caviar. Yeah. So who was the first person? We need to find this out. You're right. We need to find who that was. You know what I mean? Mate, there's loads of foods like that. It's, I often think that with mushrooms, it's like, who's the first person to try mushrooms? Obviously, if you're hungry, you go, oh, I'll, I'll try that. Yeah, yeah. But you know, because like some mushrooms are really good, and uh, some mushrooms will kill you. Yes, exactly. So who, who in like, I don't know if it's caveman times or whatever, has gone round and gone like, oh, what's that on the floor? Try that. Oh, don't try that, because Dave tried one of them yesterday, and it killed him. Yes. Like, yeah, but it... Yeah, but this might be different to that one he had. <laughs> do you know what I mean? How do you work that one out? Okay, Baz, so... Um, Again, we've agreed on everything, which which happens quite a lot actually. So it's weird, isn't it? There's got to be a point where we disagree on a bit of food or on yeah. something. I mean, I mean, it's it's disappointing in in terms of it doesn't make as interesting a podcast, but it is also it's a good thing in the longevity of the podcast because we're unlikely to fall out so much that this thing just falls to pieces. So. Um, so anyway, yeah, we've agreed on everything, and we'll just recap what those everything things are. So officially, the mildly controversial podcast endorses the following six facts. If you buy branded bottled spring water, you're insane. You can have anything for breakfast and stop getting hung up on what you're calling each meal. Stop lying to us about the flavour of our crisps. It's not sea salt and chardonnay vinegar. It's salt and vinegar. You've just conned us into paying more. Burger cheese is incredible, and 
proper cheese on a burger is inferior. If it hasn't got sides in the bottom, it is not a pie, so stop calling it one and stop lying to us. And finally, truffles and caviar, overrated, stop it. <laughs> there you go. I think we've got it there, Baz. I think we've... Uh, <laughs> I think we've absolutely nailed it. So thanks again, Baz, for your time. I really enjoyed that one and um, hope everybody did at home. Listen, if you've enjoyed uh, the podcast again, do us a favour, support us in a number of different ways. You could support us by sharing it, which costs nothing. You can support us by recommending us on Facebook, which costs nothing. Like us on Facebook. If you watch us on Facebook, go and listen to us on the audios. Download the audios. You can do all of those things that are free. Or you can pop along to buymeacoffee.com slash mildlypod. And you can throw us a couple of quid to contribute to the costs of running this thing. Thanks for everything you do for us. Um, We really appreciate everything you do to drive this and to get this being bigger and better. And we've got loads more coming in the future for it. So... Thanks. I was just what the fucking hell was that? Right, I'm gonna finish with some. So, let's see. So, I'm just literally gonna stop. That's it for this week. See you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, do you know what, Baz? I'm pretty sure that finishing this podcast would be much easier had we not been drinking. Yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent. But I don't care. So, okay, Baz, I've thought of a way to end this podcast. Go on. This is the end. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Mike? Yeah? Do you think anyone's still listening? I don't know. Probably not. If they are, where can they find us? Thanks for asking, Baz. That's a great question. The best way to find us is to go to the website at daddancer.co.uk forward slash podcast and the links to everything are there.